Being an expert doesn't mean you automatically have an audience, especially with so much noise in the digital marketing space. You need to break through the noise and establish your message as a rising thought leader in your industry. John Cook has worked with over 1,100 coaches and consultants and 800 speakers to make their messages remarkably clear and compelling to the right audience. And today, he wants to help you. If you want greater clarity and even better results with your message, visit workwithjohncook.com. Here's John. So you want to be the best podcast guest ever. How do you make that happen? What do you need to do ahead of time? What do you need to do during the podcast? And even what do you need to do after the podcast to make that a reality? My name is John Cook. I'm the founder of Keynote Content. I am the creator of the Expert Message Method, a number one international best-selling author. And I'm here to show you how I've guided over 800 different speakers to get on more podcasts and the different tips and different practices we put in place to help make that a reality. So the first thing I want you to think of is be the right fit. Be the right fit. What do I mean by that? It means that there are over 800,000 active podcasts just on the Apple Podcast um, store right now. So how do you know which one's the right fit for you? Well, you do your homework. You try to figure out what is the right podcast for my niche, for the people I want to connect with, but also the host. What is the host like? What are they interested in? And making sure that for the different episodes that they've had coming up before you, what would potentially be a right dovetail fit into that? And so it's saying out of all the ones in your industry, try to fit, focus on like the niche podcast. See if you can find what are the rising podcasts or the new podcasts that are getting a lot of traction that are looking for guests. Podcast hosts uh, are often looking for great guests. Make sure you're the best one. And this is what today is about. So first thing is make sure you're the right fit. Not just any podcast, but the right podcast for you. Second thing I want you to do is prove your homework. And what I mean is prove that you've done your homework as far as like, hey, I know what the podcast is about. I know who the host is, what their business is, what their emphasis is, and I can be able to show that with how my communications go from the very first message or email. So I can't tell you how many different times that I have reached out and I've seen so many different podcasts um, guests who want to come onto my podcast or come onto other podcasts just send an email saying, hi, first name, and they just use a template and they don't even take out like the first name placeholder text. It's, it's so uh, confounding to me how just a little simple thing can be missed right off the bat. But by doing your homework, you can reach out and say, hi, Steve, or hi, DeAndre, or whatever your name is, making sure that for the, the host that they know you've listened to their podcast, you've listened to a couple mis uh, recent episodes, you even said, hey, I even put out this review of your podcast recently, and here's what I know is going to be a great fit because I've done my homework. I know that I've listened. I see what your podcast is about, and here's why I would be a right fit. And so from there, there's also this next part of – I like saying, if you're going to be proving that you're the right fit, show them examples. And what I like to say is like you put together like a podcast info sheet, but your uh, or one sheet, whatever you want to call it. Some people call it an info sheet. Some people call it a, a kind of a, a podcast one sheet, whatever it might be. Whatever it might be saying, give topics. And inside that saying, you have topics that you know are going to fit with that audience that are going to be interesting to that host because your first audience is not the is not the listeners your first audience is the podcast host if you're not interesting to them then why would they put you on their podcast but if you can prove here are some topics and i know based on these previous guests that you've had here has how my main topic is going to really dovetail well with these other topics that you've had recently 
So if you can show them like, hey, on your info sheet, your, your one sheet, whatever you want to call it, here are a couple, two, three different topics. Here are some takeaways. Here's kind of that synopsis. So they say, that's interesting to me. Yes, I want to at least talk more. And then I like saying, <clears throat> before they even hop on a call with you, before you even hop on a call with them, saying, how do I make sure that I'm um, making it easy for me to onboard for them as a guest? If they say yes to me, or if they're saying, I might, let's maybe connect for a call, give them some availability. Use like a calendar option and say, hey, here's a podcast availability. Uh, book a call, 10, 15 minutes, make sure this is the right fit, and then go from there. Once they say yes to you, though, once they, they see that you've done your homework, you're the right fit, then I like to say, um, make it easy for them. So give them like a quality headshot. I'm not talking something where like you grab your phone or you grab like against the blank wall and hey, here's a, uh, a headshot. No, get a professional quality headshot done. Invest a couple hundred dollars, get a great um, headshot in place. But then also say have a great bio. And that bio is about, I like saying having two forms of bios for, for podcasts where it's about 60 to 80 words and the other one's about 170 to 200 words. So you have kind of a short form bio and you have a long form bio. And there's a trick for this where kind of a feature length bio. You write your feature length bio, 170, 200 words, whatnot, and then you edit that version down. You make a copy of that and you edit that version down to about a 60 to 80 word kind of a uh, short form bio. You can make it shorter than that if you want. I like 60 to 80 words. It gives you a good range. And if you're saying, I don't even know how to put together a podcast info sheet. I don't even know how to, what my bio is supposed to be about. I don't even know what podcast I'm supposed to be on. You can go to workwithjohncook.com, fill out the intake form, or hop on a call. We'll talk about podcasts. We'll talk about your message and how we can set you up to be the best possible guest for great podcasts in your space. So once you have your headshot, you have your bio, you have your info sheet, whatnot, I like saying aim for quality. The quality setup is saying like go for quality when it comes to your audio, video, and lighting. You might say, well, it's a podcast. Why would I worry about audio and video? I've, I have, you know, it's just audio, right? All I need is a great mic. So go for quality for audio, video, and lighting because, and, and here's the reality that we're facing is that so many different podcasts are just getting lost in the noise because they're audio only. And what do I mean by audio only? They only, you don't see a video setup, but more and more po podcasters are saying, if I can have a great video um, feed coming in at the same time, I can repurpose this interview as di different video clips across social media, across YouTube, whatever it might be. And that allows them to multi-purpose your interview content, which is a win-win for you as well. Because if you're just focused on connecting with an audience through, uh, through Google Play or through Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever it might be, it's going, you're limiting to just audio learners. But if you add in the video or visual aspect, you get with visual learners as well, as well as the lighting. Because you want to say, okay, great audio. That's the first requirement you need to have to be a great podcast guest, even the best podcast guest ever. And that's our goal for this, saying how to be the best podcast guest ever. Having great uh, great audio quality from a mic standpoint. And there are a couple I recommend, um, and I can include that with, with this recording here. But go on audio, then have a great video in place. And again, invest two, $300 if you can. To, it doesn't cost a fortune to be able to get a great mic, great video, and even decent lighting. Just get a, a little ring light, something that kind of warms you up, sets a nice professional looking quality about it. But from there, I like to say, you focus on um, making sure that you are fully present. So we've done all this to get up to the actual recording of the podcast. Now it comes to being 
present on that podcast. That means taking that stinking phone that's probably in your hand or even within arm's distance, put it on vibrate, set it off to the side, put on do not disturb, whatever you need to do to be fully present. It means if you're recording at home or someplace where there are kids or dogs or other people that might interrupt you, saying getting the space to be able to, to have that dedicated space, dedicated time to, uh, to be able to record without the background noise going on. So be fully present. It means getting rid of distractions. But I also say to be the best podcast guest ever is active listening. One of the biggest turnoffs, I've had dozens and dozens and dozens of podcast hosts tell me this. Over the last four years, I've worked with over 800 different speakers, including many of them are podcast hosts. And I said one of the biggest turnoffs for them is a guest that doesn't actually listen to the host, but is ready to just give their next pitch or their next spiel, as it were. If you're actively listening as a podcast guest, this will automatically set you apart from, I would say, probably 80 plus percent of guests who are on podcasts because of the fact that you are wanting it to be a true conversation. Treat it like a ping pong match or, a te- or, or a table tennis, however you want to call it, where it's like you serve, you wait for them to return, you serve, you wait for them to return. It's this very nice where it's not necessarily even a competition, it's just very much a back and forth conversation. Actively listening means you're not just listening to respond, but you're listening to gain and learn to add value more to the conversation. Active listening means that I've heard what you just said, and I can even um, reflect some of that back to you with some of the wording that I used initially in my response and say, that's a great question. I especially love how you mentioned it's about setting space for people to create a better schedule, just using it as an example. If they just talked about creating space and schedule, you can actively listen by using even some of those words to show that, yes, I'm here, I'm fully present, let's make this happen. But one of the things I'd say, okay, when you're done with this podcast and saying, okay, my work's done, that's one of the biggest traps to fall into is saying that will make you maybe a great podcast guest, but not the best podcast guest ever. When you're done recording, there's still work to be done, a lot of great investment to be done. One thing I like to say is you promote it like your own. If they put it on YouTube, you share it via Facebook and Twitter, and you go and you put it across all your social media channels, all these different ways. If they put it on just on Apple Podcasts or whatnot, mention it. Leave a review that says, hey, thank you so much. It was an amazing experience. And the review is not about your episode, but it says, I love how Tyler or how Sarah, or whoever the, the podcast host is, I love how DeAndre just guided me through those questions. This was such an easy, fun uh, conversation for me to have on a topic I'm passionate about, and thank you so much for that. So that leads into this last one, which is certainly not least. I'd say the most important is gratitude. Through all of this, thank them for their time to even listen to your, to your offer in the first place. Thank them for even considering you Thank you even for, the, for them creating the time to interview you and for having a great conversation and for even promoting it to their crowd. Because I know, having talked with multiple podcast guests just in the last few weeks, that at least three podcast um, hosts that I've talked with over the last a couple weeks, at least three of them say, I have interviews that I've done that I will never publish because it was not a great experience. And I'm going, wow. But it's saying, if I know that somebody has taken that time, show the gratitude. Show them that you really appreciate their time, that you value their input, a chance to have a conversation with them. So we've covered a lot of ground here. If you're saying, I don't even know where to get started with podcasts, I'd love to be on more podcasts, especially with the way that things are changing with live events and where people are wanting to consume more content on the go. 
If you have questions, you're saying, I don't know where to get started, go to workwithjohncook.com, fill out the intake form, we'll hop on a call, we'll talk about podcasts, we'll talk about bio, we'll talk about your info sheet, we'll talk about active listening, promoting podcast episodes, connecting with the right podcast uh, to make sure it's the right fit. We'll make sure that you can get on more podcasts because your message matters and you're making a difference. Make it a great day. Take care.